Hey friends, we're excited to have Dan Brown join us once again this Sunday morning. He's going to be preaching on Psalm 8, which we're excited about, but we are going to step out of our homecoming series for just a week. So I want to bridge the gap for us between last week when uh, when Phil preached on Ruth chapter 1 and next week when Phil's going to close out the Ruth story in Ruth chapter 4. So when we left off Naomi uh, left Bethlehem. She had a family. She had a husband and two sons. She left as a family. She returns as an unfamily. It's almost as though she's become an unfamily. She left full and she returns empty. And so Ruth and Naomi find themselves in Bethlehem with no family around to care for them. Remember, the, uh, the family was the central unit of Israelite culture. The family is what provided for, protected, uh, and, and sheltered everybody within the family. When you find yourself as two widows, you're disassociated, disoriented from that uh, central unit of Israelite society. And so Naomi leans on a law of Israel, on, on a law that God gave Israel. And it said this, whenever you're harvesting your fields, don't take everything off the vine or off the tree or out of the field. Leave some there for the widows, the aliens, and the orphans because they're the most vulnerable among uh, your society. Leave the food in the field so that they can come behind you and have something to eat because they're living life outside of the normal central unit of that culture. And so Naomi knows this law and sends Ruth out one morning to find food. And lo and behold, Ruth finds her way to a man's field and his name is Boaz. And Boaz treats her with extraordinary kindness. He gives her more food than she's probably had in recent memory. She uh, she commands his workers, or he commands his workers to protect Ruth. He gives Ruth not only more food for lunch than she's seen in a long time, he sends food home with Ruth. And so Ruth shows up at the end of her first day out in the fields with enough food to eat for a month. I call that like the cheesecake factory um, uh, kind of factor. If you've ever been to, to the cheesecake factory, you know they just give you more food than you could possibly eat in a month. That's what Ruth comes home uh, with uh, at the end of that first day. And so Naomi says to Ruth, whose field did you work in? And, and Ruth says, I worked in, the, in a man's field. His name was Boaz who's of the house of Elimelech. It just so happened that Ruth had made her way to the field of a family member of Naomi's. And for whatever reason, Naomi didn't see Elimelech or didn't see Boaz as a viable option and, and had forgotten about Boaz. But here Boaz shows up and offers extraordinary kindness to Ruth and to Naomi. And so Naomi says to Ruth, after Ruth has worked in the fields for several weeks, Naomi says to Ruth, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to bathe. You're going to anoint yourself. You're going to put on your best clothes. You're going to go down to the winnowing floor where they're preparing the harvest for storage. And you're going to wait for Boaz to eat and to drink until he is contented. And you're going to watch where he goes to sleep at night. And when he goes to sleep, you're going to go and you're going to uncover his feet. This is the Bible's way of winking at you, by the way. You're going to uncover his feet. And when he wakes up, He'll tell you what to do. So, so essentially, Naomi gives Ruth the Reba treatment. Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. That's the story that we hear at the beginning of chapter 3 in Ruth. And Ruth says, okay. So she goes down. She finds Boaz. She waits for him to eat and drink to contentment. She sees where Boaz goes to sleep. And she goes toward Boaz 
uncovers his feet, and then when Boaz wakes up in the middle of the night, we are surprised because what happens is Ruth doesn't proposition Boaz. Instead, she says this, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant. Very, over your servant. Very reminiscent of the way that we talk about God's protection. Spread your cloak over your servant, for you are next of kin. And that word next of kin is an incredibly important word in scripture. The Hebrew word there is goel. And the best translation, I think, isn't next of kin. I think the best translation is kinsman redeemer. The kinsman redeemer held a very special place in Israelite culture in particular. And it went like this. Anytime there was a family member who found themselves uh, indebted, uh, who found themselves carried off in war and become a prisoner of war, anytime there was a family member who had been lost due to life's tragic circumstances, the kinsman redeemer was responsible for going and paying any price to liberate that family, that family member, out of whatever situation of bondage or slavery that they found themselves in. If somebody kidnapped them, the kinsman redeemer shows up and fights for their life. If, if, if the family member had uh, sold themselves into debt, the kinsman redeemer shows up and pays the price to free that family member. When Ruth shows up on Boaz's front door, so to speak, when Ruth shows up, she says, will you be our kinsman redeemer? And Boaz says, absolutely. I will do this for you. And then sends Ruth home the next morning, protecting her dignity and sending even more food with her. The story that we hear in uh, Ruth chapters two and three is a story of extraordinary generosity. It's a story of redemption. The story that we hear in Ruth chapters two and three is a story of God's plan for people in crisis. You'll notice that at no point in Ruth's story does God show up in a miraculous way. God doesn't cause food to just miraculously appear out of thin air for Ruth and Naomi. God doesn't uh, surround Ruth and Naomi with angels to protect them. God doesn't build a, a house for Ruth and Naomi out of nothing. Instead, God's plan for these two women in crisis was for the people of God to be the people of God. God's plan for Ruth and Naomi was for Boaz to fulfill his responsibility as a kinsman redeemer. Friends, I believe this story is an extraordinary gift to us. It is the gospel in the Old Testament. It also stands as an incredible challenge to us. The truth is there are Ruths and Naomi's all around us. They, not, they may not be literal widows, but there are people all around us who are desperate, just like Ruth and Naomi were. There are people all around us who have nowhere else to turn. There are people all around us who come and lay themselves in front of us, the people of God, and say, will you help? Boaz's response is, absolutely. Absolutely, I will do what you have asked me to do. And what I want to suggest is that for us as the church, when people lay themselves at our feet, our response has to be, absolutely, we are here for you. We will be your kinsmen redeemers. What a beautiful image of the church. What a beautiful, beautiful image of, of God's plan for people in crisis. And ultimately, what an incredible image in the Old Testament of exactly what God does for us in Christ on the cross. Friends, we can't wait to see you this Sunday. We can't wait to continue our homecoming series next Sunday. Thanks.